Myth number two, carbs are bad for you. Is this true? Mm, I don't think so. Let's go ahead and share my screen. Let's look into why carbs are thought to be bad. Carbs are usually correlated with people who are obese or overweight. This probably came into a fad uh, and whenever the Atkins diet was popularized, whenever participants who were overweight or obese, they tracked their food and the majority of them ate carbohydrates. However, they neglected to show the correlation between those participants and they're also eating those carbohydrates with really high fat content, high sodium and low protein and not exercise enough or people who also have like a more sedentary job. So they're not taking the time out of their day to go and be physically active, whether to exercise or if you're just extracurricular activities. And um, typically spend their time watching TV and sitting around. Uh, so <clears throat> the uh, type two diabetes uh, epidemic uh, is pretty bad here in, in America and in Western cultures. And seemingly throughout the uh, entire world based on uh, the consumption of fast food and also sedentary lifestyle and as technology advances. So there's a lot of different variables that come into play. Some have polymorphisms and all these things that are thought to have a, uh, a correlation, uh, but 99% of the time it's gonna be down to uh, lifestyle choices and, and food choices, right? So every carb has a, a like an effect on your insulin levels. So if you go to the doctor and you're type two diabetic or you're, you're pre type two, uh, the doctor's gonna give you a chart and it's gonna show some uh, glycemic index, right? So you see on here, uh, the snacks, like there's tons of different pictures. So like they're all gonna be a little different. So this one over here to the right, let me move myself. So you got snacks, starch, vegetables, fruits, dairy. I don't know, why are snacks like different than starch? Okay, that doesn't matter. But anyways, the glycemic index chart. So typically you'll have like a low glycemic, mid and a high glycemic index, right? So there's numbers on there. So like zero to 55 is low and then so on, right? And it goes up to hundred. <clears throat> However, there's a flaw in this. The flaw is that these are carbohydrates at which the rate that they spike your blood sugar, right? And then that makes your pancreas work a little bit harder to pump out enough insulin to be able to cover your blood sugar. So if insulin comes, it's like a little like Uber for your blood sugar and it puts it where it needs to go, muscle cell or fat cells or wherever it needs to go um, to, to work in your body, okay? And you can exhaust your pancreas with making too much insulin and you have too much blood glucose that your body, it's like supplying uh, Ubers for everyone in New York that wants to go somewhere, right? There might not be enough uh, supply for the demand and this can become exhausting. And then you um, have too high of uh, blood sugar, increases triglycerides within the body. And then that can increase the risk of type two diabetes and just your pancreas is overwhelmed gets tired, right? <clears throat> um, totally different from type one diabetics, right? And uh, so the glycemic index though, the, so on here, 55 and below, it's good is what they say. And 70 and higher is high and that'd be bad. <clears throat> now, what they failed to mention is that all these glycemic index um, markers for foods were based on solely the carb consumption 
nothing else added with it. So I don't know the last time that you guys just ate like, you want to sit down and eat a bowl of rice. Like it doesn't usually pair it up with some sort of fat, some sort of protein, usually protein and, and a carb, protein and fat or fats, carbs and proteins all together. And then that slows down the absorption rate and um, that can mess with the glycemic index, right? So I'm a big believer in eating um, more like what they consider high glycemic index carbs. So like white rice, white potato, I don't like potato, but um, if that's your choice, uh, white bread, things like that, because I'm gonna be pairing it up with that protein and I don't have a spike in, in uh, blood sugar that I notice um, physiological, right? So like, like, like that, I would have some sort of like a, like a lethargy or brain fog or something or feeling like um, almost going orthostatic. And so I don't have those feelings. And uh, maybe if I'm eating just the carbs, I might have a little bit of a feeling kind of like my blood sugar dropping after the spike and then it drops, right? So the doctors, again, not educated in nutrition. They want you to be on low glycemic index because what the theory is, is that if you're just going to eat that carb alone, so let's say you just eat uh, sweet potato and your blood sugar will be more stable in the body. So it won't, it'll just kind of gradually go up and it'll come and then it'll start to gradually go down. Okay. So there's not a, like white rice goes up, down. Okay. And then you feel um, low blood sugar. And then that, that's bad because your body pumps out all this insulin and then you, you feel like you're going to faint. So they want you to have a carbohydrate that's going to digest and give you sustainable energy uh, throughout the day without having that drop in blood sugar and then make you go faint. <clears throat> However, again, this voids the fact that we're actually eating proteins and or fats with it and also that we are uh, being physically active. So <clears throat> with that out of the way, Carbs are not bad for you. The reason why I like to go ahead and make the analogy of us being like in a car. If I, so think of this. So the macronutrients, you got your fats. Let's think of it as like the electricity in the car. Your protein, think of it like the engine in the chassis. And then you got the carbs. The carbs are like the fuel, okay? If I want to go on a, if I want to be, performing at my best, if I want to have a top performing car, typically, if I want to go on a, let's say, race, racetrack or drag strip, I want to have, let's say, a drag car, a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, right? Those are going to take um, uh, gasoline, some sort of fuel, okay? I'm not going to want to race a Prius, okay? You can battle me with semantics with Tesla and stuff, but okay, you, you get the picture. The fats are gonna be your Prius. You're gonna not perform that well. You're not gonna be fast, but the carbs are gonna be like your Lamborghinis, your Ferraris. You're gonna really perform well. And this is where we use carbs in our physical uh, activities. So if you're in the gym and you want to perform really well, you want to lift heavy weights, you want to recover well, you want to be at the top of your game, uh, carbohydrates are going to be your fuel. Your body's going to use that. It's going to use the carbs, convert it over into glycogen. And glycogen is sugars that store into your muscle and into your liver. And uh, we will use those in later use. And so 
that's the benefit uh, of uh, having more muscle and doing resistance training and not cardio-based um, training. Um, so more resistance training, more muscle means more carbs that you can store, which ultimately means more carbs you can eat and also more calories. Because again, like we were talking about before in the other episodes is that uh, muscle is a very expensive tissue. So we need more calories. So uh, again, even goes back to the, the myth number one with protein. So you don't have to eat tons of protein. You can eat you know, one gram of protein per pound of body weight and then we can fill the rest with carbs, right? Uh, who doesn't love carbs? And, um, and you can even throw in you know, dirty carbs if you want to just like dirty, like a donut and have a protein shake alongside with it. Like it's totally fine. Have a donut before your workout. Um, whatever, whatever you like. Okay. Um, anyways, well, now, uh, carbs can also have an effect on serotonin levels. Okay. So some people get, um, less anxious, they get more relaxed when they have carbohydrates, let's say around before bedtime, uh, because some, some foods that contain carbohydrates contain some B vitamins or some other minerals that can help us relax. And, uh, and so that's a benefit, right? So uh, <clears throat> having too much protein can almost be almost like a dopaminergic um, effect, right? So it can be almost like more excitatory, like sparking up your sympathetic system. Okay, so um, so let's let's take that in consideration. The other uh, part for um, for eating carbs is that. Um, we don't want to become resistant to them. So we don't want to have like a insulin resistance. We want to be insulin sensitive. So we want our body used to be able to using carbs. We want our body to be able to use uh, fats as an energy source and carbs. We want it to get to do both. We want it to be able to, to multitask. Okay. So like, uh, what we find uh, with more and more uh, clinical data and more research and more trials, clinical trials uh, with uh, the regular consumer and also with uh, athletes or people who are active is that people who have gone on a long-term ketogenic diet. So, uh, you know, we're looking at fat percentage and diets probably like 50 to 70% and then protein um, will be like 20 to 30% and then carbs negligible. So we find that when you start introducing carbs back in, because maybe they, maybe they binge or something, it, their body can't produce enough insulin to help shuttle that glucose around. So then you have some damaging effects because that blood glucose, because we all know about like uh, neuropathy issues or um, yeah, we have like uh, blood um, not really getting to the capillaries, so like the ends of the fingers and toes, which is why a lot of diabetics can um, can lose limbs or just get like the, the dark skin tone to, to their feet and to their hands. We're not supplying some enough blood there because they've been damaged by this blood glucose, right? So we, we don't want to void carbs out of our diet for a long period of time because then it's, it's hard for the body to, to recognize those and to use those efficiently. And there's always been debate saying, oh, well, like your brain loves ketones. So that's why you need to be on a ketogenic diet. And you're not going to be able to think well with carbs in your diet because your brain doesn't you really use glucose. I get to see that. I mean, there might be some in vitro study. I don't really know. 
about that. Um, but from anecdotal uh, evidence from like myself and from others, uh, I function very well on, on glucose or glycogen for my brain function. Um, and it is it, almost like a PED in a way, you know, it is a performance enhancing drug. And, and we use it before and during exercises and after for recovery, um, almost as much as caffeine, right? Probably more than caffeine. <clears throat> so, uh, but, but I mean, your brain's going to use glycogen just as much as ketones. It's going to use whatever it needs to, and to keep itself alive and keep it functioning, right? So <clears throat> that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say about that. I mean, you know, again, people make money on this uh, with uh, supplements showing that they can block uh, carbohydrate consumption. So like, let's just check this out, you know, for, you know, follow along with me on the good old Amazon Oh, look at that carb blocker. It's the first thing that popped up. So what's going to be the first ingredient in these? Usually white kidney bean extract. The reason why uh, they show that uh, white kidney bean is supposed to block some of the starches and um, not make it impactful on your uh, GI tract to absorbing the, um, the sugars into the bloodstream through like the small intestine. So, uh, Again, there's not enough study showing that. I, there's, I, I, I've heard uh, Wayne Norton talk about this and goes into a little bit of the science, but nothing that is persuasive or even supportive of this. If anything, you're going to buy something that's going to just kind of bind to fats maybe that you eat. So like we were talking about like that, like Zupu and all that. Um, you know, it can bind to fats and it can cause you to be like, having like turkey squirts and stuff, or deer, deer trots, whatever people call that. Basically, you're gonna leak through your anus. So um, yeah, I mean, this is just a, people think that this is like a, like a magic pill, like you can eat carbs and then you're not gonna absorb them. I'm sorry, that's, <laughs> you have a very high expectations if you, if you believe that. It's not gonna happen. Um, yeah, so just go ahead. Don't be afraid of eating carbs. Carbs are your friend whenever you're going to be working out. And you can eat carbs whenever you want. You need it past six o'clock. It's not going to make you gain weight. The, um, the amount of calories that you're eating and maybe the food choices or whether your body likes it or doesn't, doesn't like it, like you have a tolerance or intolerance to it, that could be playing a role into it. Uh, but uh, if there's any type of weight gain from it, it would be from water because every gram of carb you typically holds on to like around three to four grams of water. So it's, again, we had the differentiation um, weight gain or weight loss and then fat gain or fat loss. So two totally different things. You could eat carbs, be 10 pounds heavier at the end of the day and wake up the next morning, go do your business and then you're just, you know, 10 pounds lighter. Or you could be even lighter than that. You can lose weight on it uh, because you might have expended more energy throughout the day because maybe you had more like carbs, more fuel to be more energetic, to be able to move around more. So leaving it there, you can check me out on fit.dad.lifestyle fit on Instagram. 
check out my other videos, podcast, all that stuff. Um, you can find it on linktree forward slash fit.dad. And I'm out, guys.